0: In today's show, we're looking at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get Let's to it. get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at redrock underscore bball and on Instagram at Locked Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen or your first watch. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. A couple of things to get out of the way. If you are watching on YouTube, yes, I am currently the shade of Spider-Man. I'm very red. This is what happens when you go to coach your first game of footy for the year. It's 30 degrees outside. There's a one hour delay because you're waiting for some kid to get taken away in an ambulance. Hope he's all right. He broke his arm. I don't know why it took an hour for an ambulance to get there. That's another story. Um, and you stand there waiting and you're out in the sun for six hours and you forgot to put on sunscreen. That's This is the result is you look like a, uh, an old tomato over here. So that's why I look so stupid. Anyway, if you're not on YouTube, you don't care how I look. But if you are, you're probably going, what the hell's wrong with Josh's head? Is he super embarrassed? No, I'm just sunburned. The second thing, yesterday, kids. Cuvier is. I fucked it up. On the week preview show, I don't know what the hell I was talking about. I said there is there is um, no team that doesn't play Monday, Tuesday. That's not true. I don't know why. I, I don't know where I got that information from. I don't know what the hell I was looking at to suggest that. So I really, really apologize when I said that. The Kings don't play Monday, Tuesday. The Spurs don't play Monday, Tuesday. The Suns don't play Monday, Tuesday. The Grizzlies and the Pacers don't play Monday, Tuesday. I don't know what I was looking at. I really, really apologize for that screw-up. It was dumb, and I don't know what happened. So I really apologize for that. And now, all of that stuff's out of the way. Let's get it on, Gilly! (laughs) (laughs) All right, of course, we are in the fantasy playoffs, unless you're playing Roto, in where you don't have playoffs. And that's great for you. That's great for Roto Leagues. So, surely... Surely, there's not one league that's having like a weird two-week playoff that doesn't start till next week. Your league must be insane if that is the case. You're already insane if you're starting this week, but that's another point that I've made plenty of times. Um, so, what we really, what we have to do, it, long-term value doesn't matter. In a vacuum, value doesn't matter. Must roster doesn't matter. We are not doing a must roster segment on this show because it doesn't matter. There is no, like outside of the guys that, yeah, oh, is James Harden a must roster? Yeah, of course he is. But when I'm talking about guys who are under rostered and I say, oh, you got to have this guy, you don't got to have this guy at this point of the year. You've got a balance schedule, team needs, opponent weaknesses, opponent strengths, what categories you need. So me blindly saying this guy's a must roster and you go and add him and it doesn't actually help your team, it's more detrimental than it is constructive. So that's why I'm not going to have those segments on this show. Because I don't want to mislead people who think that there's an easy way out to just saying, well, this is a guy who's must roster. I must add him. At this point of the year, that's not how it works. You've got to be extra diligent in moving and adding and, and attacking and defending certain, certain categories in category leagues. In saying all of that, the most added player over the last 24 hours is my mate, your mate, the dart, Gogo Badadze. Problem with my Gogo Mobile. Gogo Mobile? No, not the dart. Not the dart. No, it actually is the dart. It is the dart indeed, because he has been interesting. There is always going to be a risk of this foot soreness flaring up, but with Isaiah Jackson out, remember, everyone was very, very quick to anoint Isaiah Jackson as the future stud on this team, and he is the guy that I preferred as the fantasy ad. There's no question about that, but Gogo Badadze is 22. He is not old and washed up and over the hill. I still think he can become a quality player, Probably does need another team. And, and Jackson is ahead of him, clearly, as well as Turner. But I still think that there is value in him for another team and to be an NBA contributor. But now Jackson's out. I don't know if he returns this week. And Goga might start, might play 26 minutes a night for three games. And his fantasy profile is very delicious. So he is a guy that if you're looking for big man numbers, he has great appeal for this week. Great appeal. The big stiffy, boying He's a great ad as well. I don't fully trust the doctor, Michael Malone, with his playing time. The Nuggets do only play three games. All of them are quality games, though. But Bones has been playing 27, 30, 31, 28. Look, they're made up numbers. But high, mid to high twenty-seven minutes, scoring well, outplaying Monty Morris, which, again, is something I said about four months ago. Hey, I wish they would just try and develop it, because what he brings, I think, actually makes more sense in this lineup than what Morris does. We've gotten there now. I don't know if we've permanently gotten there, but he is a really good ad. And yeah, got some value there. Brandon Williams, we know that the percentages are going to be pretty terrible. He was a good free throw shooter in college and in the G League, but for some reason in the NBA, he can't hit them. But they have a great schedule, four games with three qualities, um, a Friday, Saturday back to back as well. And I don't expect Anthony Simons back this week. So Williams is going to have a lot of minutes and a lot of usage. People adding Tory Craig, I'm not as interested in that. There's some value in it, I guess, because his last two games have been great. And the Suns play today. So some of that is adding for today. But as soon as Jay Crowder returns, and Crowder's questionable for today, as soon as Crowder's back, Craig is not going to have this value. And literally, Crowder might return today so i'm a little iffy on that one people are adding trey lyles and on the surface it's stupid i never want to live in a world where trey lyles is an option for fantasy teams so you know i'm planning my exit straight away but it's happening because the sacramento kings are deciding well you know what we know what boys What? we've got the opportunity here we've got a lot of young guards we've got some wings um we've got another young you know buoyant center such power forward in chamezhi home uh, chamezhi homes chamezhi metu but you know what we'll do Washed up Trey Lyles. We'll start him and we'll limit Harrison Barnes and we we won't play Barnes. We'll just do dumb shit because we're the Kings and we'll lose. But it's happening. Lyles can. He was actually the worst NBA player this season to begin for the first three months. He has improved significantly since then and he's definitely not the least watchable player. He's still bad but he's, and this is a lot of talk on Trey Lyles. The minutes are up, and we've got to follow the trends of the minutes at this point of the year. You don't feel good about it. You feel pretty dirty adding Trey Lyles, to be honest. Like, I've got Trey Lyles. Really? I'm really going with Trey Lyles. But yes, I am. The problem is, is that people are adding Trey Lyles. The Kings play today. They have two games next week. So, the add of Trey Lyles is fine for today's game. But for next week, not interested. That that's the balance. Adding a Trey Lyles for today, I'd rather add someone who plays a Sunday, Monday back to back than add Lyles for today. Anyway, that's a, again, it's too much talk on Trey Lyles. I don't know why I did so much on him. Emmanuel quickly four games next week for the Knicks. I don't expect Derek Rose to play in any of those. Quickly should get twenty-seven to thirty minutes a night. You're gonna have issues with field goal percentage. There's absolutely no escaping that. But the value's there for him. Matisse Thiebel's been one of the most added players. Yeah, I don't really know why, but I'll put it this way. There's four games for Philadelphia next week. You're going to get four starts, and you might get some 30 minute nights. You might get some 21 minute nights. But if you are desperately needing to swing the steals and blocks category, he is for you. He is a great ad. If you don't care about those categories, if you're going to consistently, if you're going to comfortably win them or comfortably lose them, then he has no value to you. That's just going to depend, isn't it? Jackson Hayes, one of the most added players on Yahoo. I don't know why he was available to be added this much. This is a no-brainer. As long as Ingram's out, which might be a while, I don't know when Ingram's back. Hayes is playing really well. He's got four games this week, and all four games are on low-volume days. Best schedule for the week, great opportunity, yes. Drew Eubanks, his third 10 days should expire towards the end of this week. We don't know if they're planning on signing him rest of season. If they don't, they actually have no centers. So I I do expect him to be signed rest of season. I think he's a relatively safe guy to have a look at with four games. And then Poku. The Thunder do only play three games with only two qualities. So that's a little bit of a downer for him. I guess he's been added a lot for today's game against the Tankoff against the Magic. But he's not a bad longer-term guy to take a look at as well. Maybe Poku needs to fire up some Bilt Bars, get a little bit of that muscle on, pump up the gym. That's what people say, isn't it? You pump up the gym? No? Maybe? Anyway, it doesn't matter because built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Whatever you are looking for in your life, whether that's to replace your sugary treats, whether that's to build your muscle and get healthy in the gym or running or doing whatever you want, but you need that protein supplement, Built here. 17 grams of protein in a bar, 130 calories only. That's like half a candy bar. Low carbs, low sugar, low fat, and delicious taste. Plus, puffs, the protein infused marshmallowy goodness. You can't go past it. So don't go past it. Go to built.com. Use the promo code locked15 and save 15% off your order. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at droppable players. Some of the most dropped guys over on the old Yahoo. Marvin Bagley. Yeah, he went uh, Yeah, pretty bad. Like 13 minutes yesterday with Jeremy Grant back. And I, I don't... I get dropping him. He was shit house. The Pistons do have four games coming up. Four games at home. They do have uh, no back-to-back. So that's not good for Jeremy Grant sitting. Bagley has unique challenges. One of those unique challenges is he's terrible at basketball. The other one of those unique challenges is he's a really bad category league player unless he's just getting pumped full of usage and minutes and I'm not sure he will. So him being dropped in a lot of leagues makes sense but given his schedule I'd probably be a little bit more cautious with that. Patrick Beverley well that is there's a, a couple of reasons for Patrick Beverley being dropped. Either this is your last week in fantasy basketball this is your championship Sunday or kids, cover them, you're a petulant fucking bitch who dropped a bloke who got ejected and you just cracked the ads, that's the only reason, I know Patrick Beverly got ejected after 9 minutes yesterday and it was super frustrating, incredibly frustrating and it might have cost you the playoff week, I get that, the Wolves play 4 games next week, Beverly is like a consistent top 100 player, do you expect him he's going to get ejected every game, do you think the ejection's going to carry on and be a nagging ejection all week, the dropping of him, has. there's only two reasons you could have done it. And one of those is that this is the end of your week and you wanted to get someone in on Sunday. And the other is, well, there's three. The other is you just cracked the sads. And the third is you don't know what you're doing. And I know there's plenty, a lot of people watching, listen to this, who did drop Patrick Beverly. But just have a think about why you did it. You did it because he got ejected, I'm sure, right? And dropping someone after that fact... Doesn't change the fact that he played nine minutes in that game. So, the schedule for him is excellent next week. Go and re-add him. Dwight Powell's been one of the most dropped players. Yeah, get it. Look, he's a streamer when you need field goal percentage, maybe with some rebounds, but that's it. Not a, not a must-hold. Mason Plumley. well, that, that was a real turd yesterday, wasn't it? Plumley had been putting up some good numbers and then did not. I still think that he's worth a hold if you're punting free throws, but yeah, that was pretty rough yesterday. Um... Hornets have four games as well, so that's interesting. Isaac Okoro had those two little nice games. Bad schedule next week in comparison to a lot of teams, three games, and he's not a good player. That's a fine drop. Isaiah Livers, yeah, look, okay, Grant's back. Stewart's back. Livers, under 20 minutes. It was worth a try with those three quality games when no one else did last week, but yeah, bye-bye. Dorian Finney-Smith, that's a petulance drop as well because he and nearly every player on Dallas struggled in that game against Charlotte. But they have four games next week, fin- uh, Finney Smith and the Mavericks. And he'd been playing at a top 75 pace. That's petulance. Go and re-add him. These are some other ones that I think you can consider dropping. And basically, I'm just highlighting the fact that the Spurs, the Kings, and the Clippers played two games this week. So, your fringe Spurs guys, Devin Vassell, Calden Johnson, maybe Yucca Pirtle. You drop them. Especially if this is Championship Week. Terence Mann, Nick Batum, Amir Coffey, Marcus Morris, Isaiah Hartenstein, Ivica Zubats. They play two games. You might need to drop them. Dante DiVincenzo, Trey Lyles, Justin Holliday, Davion Mitchell. you probably Harrison Barnes. You probably drop them for the Kings having two games. Just to open up those um, spots. Especially the Kings who have one quality game. The Spurs who have one quality. Yeah, DiVincenzos and Vassells and Johnsons. They're not going to be worth it. So consider dropping those players for this upcoming week. College basketball, I'm sure there's big upsets going on. There's massive results and huge stuff across both the men's and the women's tournament. And for all the latest odds and contests and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's look at some um, strategy stuff for this week. Early week options going up until Thursday. That's four days. So what do we do to begin the week? Who do we look at to begin the week? Well, it's the Chicago Bulls, really. They've got three games. And we are avoiding Wednesday with 11 games on. We are, because there's probably no real stream value in that. So, Javante Green? Yes, Javante Green doesn't do a huge amount. But if you get 60 minutes played across four days, and he gives you... 24 points 18 rebounds maybe that's enough for one ad I would think. again you treat that it's like a single game. you make an ad of a bulls player it's a, you get a single game like wow someone had what 40 40 and 18 with four steals in one game and you'd be you'd be jacking that bloke right off in in not the Jack Armstrong style. That's the value of that three games in four nights on low-volume days for the Bulls. And yes, the return of Patrick Williams is going to have an impact. And Patrick Williams is a good ad as well for the same reason. He will probably play 60 minutes across three nights. He won't do a huge amount, but he could have five steals in those three games. He could have six steals. He could have four blocks. He might have 12, 15 rebounds with 30 points. Uh, that, that's possible that's how you've got to view it and for everyone so I said this on the WaveWire show yesterday: hey Javante Green might be an ad with the Bulls schedule to start of the week Javante Green he's a dud he does nothing and that's true but when you times nothing by three yeah, theoretically nothing times three is still nothing but a little bit above, above nothing times three it's still something and it's three for the price of one just consider it as one game it's one ad and you've got three games out of it that's where the value of Javonte and Patrick Williams is here. Other guys with some value to start this week, they play two games on low volume days between, between Monday and Thursday. So, Denny Avdier and Corey Kispert, Rui Hachimura for the Wizards. They've got a, an interesting schedule. And this, again, it's a two for one. On the surface, one game of those blokes not that interesting. Two games? Yeah, I'm interested. Isaac Okoro, just said he's a droppable player. And that, that is fine, but, again, this is why we talk schedule. Is that the Cavs only play three games, but they have two quality games in the first four days of the week. So you can use your Okoro there, and then move on. He's a little bit iffy, but yeah. Priscila Chua, Jermichael Green. These are, these are options. Grayson Allen, and even Brooke Lopez, who is not a must-roster player, but... He might play 34, 36 minutes across two games. He started last game with Giannis out, still only played 20, but scored well. But this is, the, this is the time to add, and then the time after is to drop. The Bucks play only three games, but they started off by playing the Tuesday and Thursday. So it's, it's, it's really, really good scheduling for them. That's the way I think you need to look at it. Some other names to talk about who have played well recently. Isaiah Hartenstein, he's played really well. He's like a top 60 player over the last week. But there's only two games for the Clippers. Now, luckily, they come on Tuesday and on Friday where you can use them. So he's a name to at least consider streaming in for those days. Not a must hold, but be aware, does this waste your ads when there's a lot of variability around his production? The artist formerly known as Torian Prince. Four games for the Wolves, three qualities, play on Monday, minutes there without McDaniels. He played well on Saturday. There's, There's some numbers there. Trey Mann and the Thunder, only three games for Oklahoma City and only two qualities. So they play Monday, then you probably don't use him again until Saturday. So that does hurt in terms of planning out the week, but he's been solid enough with some absences there. Um, Pat Connaughton returned, scored well in that first game for the Bucs. Another name you could consider, considering how the Bucs start with that Tuesday-Thursday combination. So value in him. And then with Ja Morant's uncertainty, where well, you got Tyus Jones and you got DeAnthony Melton who can become options because of that absence. Now, the problem is, is unlike what some dickhead told you in a week preview yesterday, that they don't play until Wednesday. So, you know, are you actually using Melton on a Wednesday? Is Jar going to be out that long? Eh, I don't know. But it's at least worth considering when we hit to Thursday and Saturday when the Grizzlies play there, if the Morant injury is still sticking around. And that, guys, will do it for me today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. If you did, Drop a comment down below and follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments. Guys, we are done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.